Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Jujutsu Kaisen. So this is going to be episodes 17 and 18. 17 was titled Thunderclap Part 2. And then 18 was right and wrong. So 17 gives us the conclusion of, I guess, whatever Thunderclap. You want to, whatever reason it was called Thunderclap, I guess you could say. It's kind of those cheeks. Of, yeah, there you go. Of Sakuna, basically, Thunderclap in everybody's cheeks. Um, and then right and wrong gets us into the aftermath of that and into some more, somehow more unfortunate circumstances. So obviously, we are just going to take them one episode at a time. They're pretty clean cut. Between the two of them, two separate conversations. Um, we have talked offline, the three of us, and I guess a little, little bit maybe on the podcast about the kind of animation quality. We've talked about the animation quality for sure on the podcast. We've talked offline about the reasons behind that. And we know that MAPA as a company has just treated their animators pretty terribly with scheduling and all that kind of stuff. We've seen complaints on the internet. Um, from the animators themselves they were saying that this was like pretty much almost like 30 percent done i would say it looks amazing for 30 percent done but obviously that's kind of the elephant in the room is like the animation quality on this sukuna versus and i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but maharaga maharaga fight um but yeah i think we could just literally talk about the whole episode literally everything we want I'll. I mean, yeah. The elephant in the room being the anime animation quality is a little bit down. I texted, especially for episode eighteen. I think that's when people were starting to freak out. Like, okay, the quality is going to severely decrease at eighteen. Like, they barely got seventeen out, and now eighteen is like coming into question on whether the animation is going to be good or not. I know I'm jumping the gun because we're supposed to be talking about this episode, but eighteen at least. Yes, it wasn't like great, but it just. It wasn't a drop off for me that was that took away from what was actually happening in the episode. I thought regardless in both episodes, the animation was just enough for me to still en- like enjoy the episodes without having to worry about the animation. You know, um, that being said, obviously, episode 17 was just pure action. Well, yeah. so was 18, but 18 was a little bit more emotional action. So mm-hmm. 17 was just incredible. I guess that was like, uh, we'll just get right into it with, I I don't even have his name written down, but whatever Kyle said, Mahagoro. Yeah. It's just his last resort, I'm guessing, is Megumi's last resort. Yeah, I think it's his last, it's his last Shikigami. Mm -hmm. And how does this one acquire Shikigami again? So it's his technique here. So this one has just been, never been exercised in the history. So they, they have a conversation too here, an interesting conversation. With it's a flashback and it's Gojo and Megumi talking. And Gojo explains to him why the Gojo clan and the Zenin clan hate each other. And it was like a fight, you know, however many years ago, thousands, whatever you want to say. And it was someone with the six eyes and the limitless technique like Gojo has. And, uh, you know, the Shikigami sorcerer has the same technique that Megumi has. They fought. And then Megumi in this fight is like, oh, I'm going to summon this like extra, this insane Maharaga character. Like this must have been how like the, the Zenyan guy fought against the Limitless and six, you know, six eyes character, because like, obviously that technique we know is broken. Right. <sighs> yeah. Um, the, that Shikigami is pretty fucking cool. Uh, Sukuna yeah. is an animal. 
and all of it's insane but i have to say dude as a as a reader seeing it realized so poorly it fucking bothered me it yeah, it upset me i mean it was like scribbles like it I reminded mean, me of of right. you know like one one how he makes the one punch man and then the other illustrator comes in and the official release mm-hmm. is like the nice clean cut panels blah 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 i mean it was like that and don't get me wrong the story is there all of it is still so so intense and strong as like the content wise but i am so disappointed in mappa like how as a studio do you not prioritize the quality and of the product mm-hmm. you know i mean this is like one of the hottest animes right now i mean it's so so hot up there with the biggest names at least two seasons out and they're but they're botching it like i i expect them to go back and update these like and fix them i mean they better we'll see that would be interesting that. for sure it's I, also, I it's pretty wild that like i went and reread the chapters for this and the fight in the chapters is not very long I that's mean, what i'm they, saying it's yeah, it's they, they like elaborated went, yeah they went all out to try to make this like an insane fight and it i feel like if they had the time this could have been one of the greatest JJK episodes ever. They the the storyboard elaborates. I mean, they did that with the spoilers, um, Kaido Luffy fight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the first clash they had. I, it 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 doesn't it doesn't. It's just a, it's just sad to see, and I don't know how bad they got to be treating these people for them not to fucking want to do the work. I mean, it's like it's crazy, you know. I guess the deadlines are super tight. Wanna, yeah, well, the deadlines the are tight. That, yeah, yeah, they don't have the debt. I I saw on Twitter, and I'm trying to pull up their name, and it was an animator tweeting about it basically, and he said that it's a Chansard Vincent, and he said like two years ago, I said I would never work for Mappa again, and then like the director of episode 17 like called him and convinced him to come back and he like shared like you know he was doing like watercolor paintings of the scenes and like all this kind of stuff and he posted like the i guess you could say the raw clip of the 45 ish seconds that he animated it's when um maharaga like ends up in the pool and like the power station thing like falls on him and then he blows the pool up and then sukuna like does the domain expansion and it looks sick and like it looks awesome um, it's just like I guess they didn't have enough time to actually like polish it into like all of the colors and all that kind of stuff. And it just I can't imagine how frustrating that would be to work. Like they're obviously working for weeks and then the episode gets released, it looks like that, and then you get, you know, people that are like, This is stupid type of stuff. So it just seems like a terrible situation. It's crazy how like a few years ago Mappo was like regarded as like one of the best studios and now that that fall from Grace has definitely come a little bit quicker, especially with how they've no. fucked up attack on titan too i mean that's the big one as well and well actually like such a big blemish actually i see a lot of tweets about how they're still on top and this and it's like how can you be on top and, and be like immediately this? i don't even know how to pronounce it ufo ufo, ufo table or yeah, ufo top lay yeah. that's um demon slayer right yeah demon slayer they do the fate stay series yeah, like they great. are just by far when i think of like clean animation <laughs> yeah. that is like Literally what you nice. want to aspire to um, but regardless, yeah. I still think the fight was like incredible. I just, I never not get excited seeing Sukuna using his slashing ability. It's just so yeah. badass when he's like in the building and he's just like sending out these like shock waves of slashing and this is fucking up the, the Shikigami. It's just like so intense. Like he is the man. He's so cool. 
and we just laughing the whole time. We've got to be what we already said, like 15 fingers in. So this is about, I don't even want to embarrass myself with the percent, but (laughs) either (laughs) way, he's all, he's like not even close to full strength still. And it's just, he's like just molly whopping bitches out here. And he he really wasn't even challenged. uh, Yeah. He still hasn't. I don't think he's has been challenged yet at all. I mean, except for Gojo episode one, but that he only had one finger, one finger. Yeah. Mahoraga. Is stronger than Jogo? What do you think? Oh, I think so. Jogo? Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, too. I mean, I don't think Jogo pushed Sukuna to this point. Yeah, he didn't acknowledge Jogo's strength in the level. I would say that he acknowledged the strength of this thing. Yeah. Um, I just wonder again if we're going to see this thing again. I he i forget honestly it's it's been two weeks now since i've seen the episode did he do like a finishing blow on it did it just kind of disintegrate did it disappear they don't really show it they show the wheel disappear i'm assuming it dies because don't megumi's she like they like the dog dies or do this like so he says at the start essentially or when when they're kind of talking about it, it might be in the narration where he locks the blonde haired dude into the ritual with him. So basically, mm-hmm. like they're doing the ritual and the He's gotta break the ritual. The the Shikigami sorcerer has to be the one that exercises him. Or like mm-hmm. it's a moot point. It doesn't really matter what happened. It's useless essentially. So like Sukuna exercising it doesn't mean anything. Okay. It didn't like yeah, he's not like gone forever. He's not like under Sukuna's control. It's not under Megami's control. It's just kind of like a moot point type of thing. At least that's the way I interpreted it. But I'm also a little, I was a little upset when I read the chapters, because in this they have like the wheel just kind of clatter and turn to black. But in the manga, like Sukuna like walks out of the smoke, like holding the wheel. And it just mm. like looks badass. <laughs> but that's kind of just a small nitpick. Doesn't really matter. It was like for the ritual to complete um Megami had to was gonna pretty much die, is how I understood. And he's like, I need to in order for me to save Megami was for me the only way I'm gonna save him right now. So this guy doesn't die because he has a take has taken a liking to Megami. And obviously this fucking thing must be a reason why he's taken a liking to him. He said, if I don't stop it, he's gonna die and it's not happening on my watch. So that's why he also shaved saved the blonde haired dude. Right, I'm not misinterpreted. Yeah. This is all true, no, right? Yeah, because so, if the blonde haired dude died, then the ritual would have ended, and Megami would have died, like actually it, died. Right, he exactly. was dead, but, and he the, just wasn't like fully dead. Right, with the blonde haired dude. No, Megami, Megami. was dying. Uh, but at the end, the blonde haired dude is like once once Sukuna was yeah. done with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then okay, yeah. I should have opened this all up by saying fuck this guy because <laughs> yeah. he just oh, he's he the worst. Hard opening. Yeah, he's just like. Oh, you were just so strong a second ago, but now that you're all beat up, like I can come in here and just like finish the finish you off. And it's like, did you not learn anything from Nami just like ten minutes ago or whatever? <laughs> and of we course, talked- Megumi's just like crawling, giving the speech of his power. And I, th- I still think that's hilarious that they get boosted by just explaining the powers. It it's cool. I like the little yeah, like, runway too that the dogs make. They're all like howling mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it gets summoned. I thought that all that looked really cool. I his uh, curse technique, the blonde haired guy. We talked about it a little bit. I, I just cool. think it's I like it too because he doesn't know what it is at all. That was gonna be my other comment is that I'm pretty sure we last left off with his power being explained as even he doesn't know how it fully works. And yeah. now it doesn't even matter how it fully works because he's dead as bricks. Well, yeah. It's so. just like pure it's just like luck. And I, I like the the markings on the because I'm if you go back and watch, like the markings under his eyes change. 
I think it's so um, cool. The tidbit about the last time the limitless technique, like the big battle between mm-hmm. Megami's power and the limitless limitless technique, hundreds of years ago, whenever it was, and how it was this historic battle, and it the only way it it ended with Maro Maharaga being summoned, and I don't remember if they elaborated on the the result of the of the clash, but I do it. Okay, well, quickly just say what happened, and then I want so, to continue. So that's was interesting is that the anime does not, but in the manga they they both he says they both kill each other. Okay, yeah, okay, that's why I was a little confused because I I'll be yeah. honest, I didn't read that. I forgot in the manga what exactly happened. But anyway, um, it just puts some respect on Megami's power and the Zenin clan like so much because pretty much up until now. Gojo and the Gojo clan have been regarded as the strongest and limitless is unbeatable. And it's just really um, interesting that while they both died, I mean, it was uh, something rivaled limitless. It makes you wonder why Sukuna is interested in Megami. And and the whole time I'm wondering, like, is Sukuna stronger than Gojo? Like, what do you think, Dave? Right now. Yeah, just in general. Oh yeah, uh, full strength. Full strength. Um, mm. Gojo does say episode one that he would win. Well, obviously he's gonna. Was say that it, against? Did he say if he ate all twenty of his fingers? I thought it was specifically like even at ten, I would easily win. Is what he said. Okay, so if it was that, then I, I was gonna say Gojo anyway. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. They're they're easily just like tiers and tiers echelons above anybody else i don't think toji was the next closest he's dead yeah. and then it does and then ghetto all well, i guess the pseudo ghetto his power his power works similar to megumi's right kind of like he it's, summons it's it's cursed spirits instead of shikigami okay that's what it is right he collects he exercises them and then he obviously consumes them yeah obviously ghetto's main point is like his intelligence or the pseudo ghettos is main intelligence because obviously i think if ghetto and gojo were just put in a field one-on-one there's no he it lasts a second um that's fair but we don't know about um ghetto's good domain or anything i think ghetto would even probably i'm trying to think of like him versus toji i think either way it's those four for me like it doesn't even come close i think i love that toji makes it in there (laughs) i mean obviously he does i I think (laughs) it's it's yeah i need that fucker to come back but i know <laughs> again <laughs> yeah i would love that but there's yeah. no way maybe just after jjk is all said and done we got a toji i want to i want toto to come back right that's yeah, he'll, yeah toto he'll yeah. be back he'll be yeah. back what has that he was, actually been doing this whole time they haven't shown ping pong last yeah it's about uh, it but um I, speaking of like the strongest character i mean i feel like obviously you have to add in maharaga as just like a being of of high strength and it's interesting yeah. that sukuna says like if it was the me back then i would be struggling and i didn't when i watched i was like i don't know exactly what he means by that and then i think it's a little bit more explicit in the manga because of the like hand signal that megami does with like the two fists on top of each other and if i'm not mistaken and i could be because i didn't go back to confirm this this is just kind of memory for me when in like season one when Sukuna first takes over with like the cursed womb thing and he starts to fight Megami mm-hmm. and Megami's like beat up he is about to summon 
the Maharaga to ah. like do the same type of thing of like, okay, like if you're going to kill me here, like I'm just going to kill you too, essentially. Interesting. Like by summoning this thing. And so, yeah, that, I think that's Sukuna's is thinking back to like season oh. one with like only what one or two fingers. Like if that was this version, like, he huh. probably would be obviously faring a lot worse. And it wasn't sick. it in that that's moment. It means. Wasn't it in that moment too? He was like, first was just like, whoa, to, yeah. to Megami. And I think that's also why he takes like an interest in him, I think. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm yeah. going. Oh, wow. Part of it, yeah. It's great that that's you brought cool. up that scene too, because I actually saw something also on Twitter. So referring to last episode of the uh, the fire arrow that Sukuna does, in that fight, too. that cursed womb attempts to do that move essentially. So basically what oh. they're saying is that that finger was just was in oh. the cursed womb and that's why the cursed it was a failed attempt at it wasn't nearly perfected like Sukuna's was but he does do an upside that's down like arrow pullback in that episode and i was like that is just so cool that they're just they're bringing that back wow. because we i think yeah did we even talk about on the last podcast that each finger is different like all 20 of the fingers aren't the same finger they each did we not bring that up i don't think oh well then i'm gonna bring that i'm gonna bring that up right now <laughs> yeah. too then because i saw a tweet too that showed a paused image of all the fingers being unraveled and they were all different elements essentially which i thought was just that's interesting so cool like one has that even out of the manga oh if you look it up it's so cool like one of them is like grassy one of them's like crystal one's magma oh shit okay so they're each like different elements and i'm assuming that the cursed womb from back you know it's it's all tied together essentially by consuming that finger he now can use that technique who consumed it what do you mean what do you who consumed it and tried to draw the bow like the cursed who, womb like the cursed womb was the finger right like they kill mm-hmm. the cursed womb and they pull the finger out it had the cursed womb in it like they're saying the people are saying that that oh like in the first episode like they're like saying they're that that technique in the first episode, was huh? embellished into that finger, finger and the cursed yeah. womb that's interesting had that finger and that's why he was able to pull do that technique but Sukuna obviously does it to a way better degree. That's awesome. I've literally never heard that in my life. And I could be easily me just probably reading too fast. But. Yeah, honestly, if you I I'm unless it was like a a fake fan art image, which I don't think it was because it felt like it was a paused image of the fingers from the episode. They're all different. I Every love the one. idea of that. Let's yeah. pull it up. I'll pull it up. Yeah. I love the idea. Um but the other thing I'll say about this fight as well is I thought it was so funny. It's fucked up, but like the plane that's coming from the sky, so just, random, yeah. it was so yeah. random. But I mean, it does emphasize everyone is just fucked. Like I'm thinking, I've seen that plane falling down. I'm just like, how many lives have been killed in just this arc alone? So many. Oh my god, so many. I mean, and that's like a perfect kind of segue into like the end of the episode, which is just Sukuna kind of he obviously he gets Megami to the principal. And their their nurse healer, who I just I feel so bad that I don't remember what her name is, but and then he runs away again, and he essentially is like overlooking all of the devastation from his cursed or from his domain expansion, which literally obliterated everything because he just keeps using all of the techniques in just like rapid succession, so that Maharaga can't possibly adapt to all of them because it has the most busted technique ever that it can just adapt to anything given enough time, and Yuji just. I guess kind of regains control and it's just overlooking all of the devastation. And they made such a point to go to like all the different buildings are all busted up and they showed so many people dying low key throughout the fights. And it was just like, Oh my God, there's just like at least like a like hundred thousand people. It feels like a died in the last like 25 minutes. 
I the pain that I felt for you, G man, and it it sucks that we had to wait a week for the opening of episode eighteen because I thought that would have actually paralleled really well with what had had just happened in the most recent episode. How he's kind of just wandering Shibuya with all the thoughts of legitimately all of his experiences that we've seen on camera, you know, and, uh, with his grandfather, his last words, and even old Sukuna words. Literally everybody, mm-hmm. everyone's talking to him, and it's just people. Junior. His yeah, his culmination of people are going to die to protect you. People are going to sacrifice themselves, but there are going to be bystanders. It's just, it's so fucked up. And the, I just, I question the decision to to play the song at the end. I really, <laughs> I mean, like I get it, I guess, kind of, but I I think it would have <laughs> been a little bit better if it was like not a banger of a song playing in the background <laughs> like i just at this point i've already way attached myself to that song being like a like just a a bop and that's so funny so just i can't like really take you out of like yeah the emotional weight of yeah it, of it what you were just a, experiencing it took me a little bit out of it but i will say though i i and to kudos to the voice actor too because i've seen the videos of him legitimately doing that scene he was actually also on all fours wow basically as if he was being filmed doing that scene and that's what kind of i i saw that scene actually unfortunately before i saw the end of the scene but that helped me stay in the emotional mindset of like i can just picture this guy just on the ground like doing the same thing yuji is doing and really bringing out his all and so kudos to the voice actor he absolutely crushed it here i thought did you get confirmation by the way like find it i couldn't i have to go into like the actual episode episode yeah yeah we can talk about it off the pod. Maybe we'll come back next episode and we'll either confirm or deny. I, I just, one of my favorite, miss I the think, whole conversation, though, yeah. <laughs> somewhat low key themes of Yuji's character, just like as a main character for the series of like his kind of drive of like, what's a good way to die? Like, how do I utilize my life in the best way while I'm here? Like, and then the fact that like he is already worrying so much about those things and then he gets thrust into like the sukuna power being inside of him which is like the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. because like he's so empathetic and like introspective and all this kind of stuff and then he just (laughs) gets forced to be taken over by this like the literally the embodiment of evil and it just goes on a sprees and rampages it's just like it's such an interesting i guess as a viewer selfishly like psychological dilemma for him i just it's one of my favorite more underrated parts because it's easy to fall in love with all the fights and the techniques and stuff but i just i love that part of the series for sure i'll yeah. tell you what i fucking love sakuna bro he steals every scene <laughs> my my only last comment on this at least episode in particular is while uh sukuna and the shikigami are fighting he makes a comment he says you're similar to yamata no orochi which uh if obviously if you you know anime it's the that's a reference to like the eight-headed tailed or eight-headed serpent right mm-hmm. um obviously it's in one piece the reference and things like that yeah. but that's just it i mean he he makes a comment saying you're similar to yamata no orochi as in like i guess i took it as they he fought orochi and he's considering this being as strong as that being or is that did i it has to do too with the it has to do too with the wheel so there's eight spokes on the wheel 
And like the oh, Maharaja oh, okay, is okay, like okay. based off of like a like a like a Buddhist deity that's like a serpent as well with like they got to kill all eight heads that represents harmony type of deal mm. um so i think okay. it, it has to do with the wheel itself but also i don't like, I, I don't think there's anything i to, forget the story maybe of maybe he like, needs to be defeated multiple times kind of i forget like, the story of how susano slayed orochi i think i it, regardless it might have been like all heads cut off at the same time and so maybe he had to do yeah eight eight devastating blows at one time who who knows but okay that that makes more sense i just thought he was referencing like an actual being that he fought in the past but he's just saying yeah the idea the concept even... is of the the of the orochi i think yeah i think i don't know if there being a being is not a thing i think that the the idea of the reference and the lines in this context is just talking about like the wheel and the eight spokes and like how it Mm-hmm. kind right, of how right, it, right. it res- how it kind of is a manifestation of his power to adapt mm-hmm. i think that's was the point. no i think you're dead yeah. on with that um wrong, the last comment i have i thought i had one last i thought i was on my last one but i actually have one more is i saw some some video because you know how like all the girls are like fangirling over Sukuna and like the counter argument is like oh like he he's like 16 like he's in yuji's body he's like 16 whatever but like I saw a, an image someone did of this episode, but Sukuna doesn't have the facial mm-hmm. scars or ma- uh, markings on him. And he does. He looks completely different than Yuji. It's not just Yuji with markings. Like it's legitimately an entirely different person. It's actually really cool how they they That's draw that out to make it so that, yes, he still looks like Yuji, but even it's not at the same time so i just yeah, he looks like older and more powerful i bet oh he legitimately yeah he legitimately looks like he's like yeah in his late 20s you know just wise beyond his years just that's strong crazy. as shit yeah so that's, a good that's idea. cool that's a fun little detail <clears throat> yeah and then of course that fucking blonde haired bitch gets what he deserves and gets perfectly <laughs> sliced like in half yeah yeah that was good when he's like oh like i'm still alive and then yeah his luck so, had run out love that all right so moving into episode 18, talk about somebody's luck running out. I don't even know if you would call it luck, more like their life running out. But we meet up with the legend himself, who Dave correctly predicted was not dead after his interaction with Jogo in episode, what was that, yeah. potentially 14. I didn't uh, expect 15. him to actually die, though. I was, I was, <laughs> I was fucked up. I was fucked and up. Yeah, I mean, so we're reunited with Nanami. I think that we can talk about everything up until like I would I guess Yuji and and Mahito fighting. I was just everything Nanami centric. Uh just I thought they did it beautifully. I thought it's honestly better. In the manga, it's the same thing. Like he's like thinking about retirement and he's like thinking about Malaysia and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was out. I would never like you think of retiring and he's just like, ah. Oh. Malaysia. Well, <laughs> just Japan. I know it. That's that's what's made me laugh. It's a culture shock. Like yeah, like, yeah. I, like we would have said uh Hawaii, like the yeah, average yeah. American, you know. And they're like Malaysia. It just it was it was funny. It was funny to me. Well, they did a good job, I thought, with like the scenes moving back and forth, and like the they. This was like a I think a good expounding on what happened in the manga. It's just it's emotional. It's it's fucking. It's it, then the way it goes out is insane. So I just any comments we want to talk about? Just that I again I just didn't <laughs> think he was going to die. I thought he was going to be too important to the story for us to to move on from him. So this was like obviously at the start of the episode, 
seeing him like that, I kind of figured he was going to die, but obviously at the end of last episode or whatever it was when he gets burned, I'm just like, okay, he got quick burn. Maybe he survives it. You know, someone protects him and he doesn't take that much damage, but then you see him and it's like, okay, he's definitely done for. And I mean, just what a, yeah, just what a badass. I mean, Nanami has been an absolutely great character. Just kudos to the anime again for just having just such a unique power. His was certainly unique over time, and he goes out fucking swinging, man. Of course, like yeah. I, I he was expect, taking out those fuckers. I wouldn't expect anything less from Nanami. To he, he at the end of the day is still trying to do the mission, even though he's always complaining about overtime and being worked too hard. Like yeah. this is his fucking job. He, he, whether or not he will admit it, he likes doing it, and he knows that he has to press on for the younger generation, and he's still out here slaying it. I like the uh, inner monologue with the um that guy yeah i mean I, I literally just read the chapters and i don't remember him having like that visualization visualization of the character but yeah it, i thought his ending was great it was so much better obviously than like the pure shock value i guess of jogo taking him out right there so dave i think your intuition was definitely correct to like believe that he wasn't dead right there mm-hmm. that would yeah. have been some bs i can't even imagine how much pain he was in Oh my god! Oh, no left eyeball. Like his whole left side. It would have been crazy if he lived and like to see the character design moving forward. He's just two faced. I mean, he looks like Harvey. Yeah, Dent. Like, he's literally I, Harvey Dent. You could have to think a lot of fun with that. Yeah, but they could have. Exactly I'm, I'm like upset Dent. there was nobody around that could have uh, revived him with their technique or something. But you know, that's After too easy. What Mahito did to him. No, dude. After yeah, he was burned. Okay. I was going to say, because I don't know if there's any coming back to what Mahito did to him. God, I just... Bro, that was sad. Actually, see him transform like that. It feels so bad for Yuji, because again, like we were just saying, he was going yeah. through... Like, all the memories... He's having all of, these thoughts, yeah, as yeah. he's walking down the hallway. Yeah, and the callback, like you guys are saying, too, I for, honestly, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but that was an interesting callback. Kind of, it, it's cool just because it does emphasize their relationship still, and that you know, Nanami still to this day thinks about him. But Yuji, it man, was cool just, too when he was like, "I can't think that way because like I, I don't want to put a curse on him." Yeah, you know, right. so like that like the manifest like the the mechanics of the world. You know, that's just like interesting to think about, dude. And he, then he goes, yeah. I pass it on. You gotta do it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we got. Did we get his backstory all the way, fully fleshed? Nanami's in the anime. Mm. I mean, we We must have been season one. If I'm honest, the whole the whole shopping thing where he he Mm -hmm. goes to that one store over and over again. He meets her, kind of finds his purpose in life. He used to be an accountant or whatever. Hated his job because it was either corrupt or it was just boring to him. And then yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we get it. I think a lot in the first Mahito fight because he wanted to. We know that like he was he started as a jujitsu sorcerer. Then he was like, oh, then he quit. Then he, yes, quit. Then he quit. Yeah, and that's when he became because his his classmate in this manifestation was he was saying like I I came back like I I wasn't I could have been having like a normal life, but I came back and yeah, I this chose is what happened. Yeah, I chose to do this. Yeah. I just thought it was cool because he was always like his whole power surrounds his. Um, for lack of a better thing, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you know what I, you know what I mean? And it's literally that. Yeah. And it's and at the end of the day, it is revealed that 
despite his feelings, he knew that he needed to rise above, step up. When he had to step up to the plate, he did. Yeah. And unfortunately, it cost him his life. But his death is going to serve as a pretty monumental stepping stone for Yuji, Dave. Oh, I mean, and that's obviously the point, you know, because it's while he was having that crazy, um, all of those events that Sukuna was responsible for came rushing and flushed, flushed his mind. The Nanami death was obviously the icing on the cake, but it was also what snapped him back and realized he needed to fucking get into it with Mahito, who's a little fucking bitch, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Mahito <laughs> yeah. in, like, a great way. I mean, he's just a villain yeah. that I love. I like his whole demeanor, like, his Dude. his like kid attitude and he's like laughing about murdering people like i don't know it, i like it it's but funny I hate it. yeah no you're right it, it it makes him a very unique character but it's just yuji is feeling and he's like what the hell are you mahito and he's like don't shout at me and i'm like <laughs> I, I fucking hate you but like that is that it's like that childish lore that you're talking about that it just yeah. like it does make him just way worse of a villain to me and more of an interesting character, I guess. Cause he is, yeah. he is a child still, I guess I, he's probably in his teens now in regards to spirits. I think actually he was the most mature we've seen him so far. Oh, hundred percent. And he's a, probably like a late teen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Of course to open the fight to like Yuji's pissed and he's going to start, he's going to run in. And of course he flings the, the, the morphed people that are all saving, screaming, save me. And Yuji's, helpless and classic absolutely classic <laughs> i mean i don't blame him they're still alive i mean of course they're i mean to his knowledge they're unsalvageable so mm-hmm. you got to do what you got to do but then he's just again he's killing more people but this time it's not sukuna killing more people it's yuji killing more people yeah it's so complicated I mean, it seems like man. he does turn in a bit of a corner here because again he has like nami's words in his head and he I- like I mean, starts, I guess you could say almost stops giving a fuck a little bit during this fight where he's like punching the the, the bodies that are thrown at him, the huge worm thing. He just kind of fucks that thing up. So cool. he, I don't think he, he actually like, kills any of, I didn't notice him like actually slice something or. I, I didn't notice either. I'm, I might be yeah, saying that, but it's still he, like a, a he's thing still that's like, hold, yeah, it's holding him back. Yeah, it's holding him back. He's pushing through it. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's. Not only does he have to fight Mojito, now he also has to think about, oh, do I want to, you know, punch the shit out of it's this? It's a technicality. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, what did you guys think of the animation versus the previous episode? Better. Okay, that's what I, I thought, thought too. Better. I thought that's what I thought so too. Yeah, I agree for sure. I guess I'd seventeen also, must have been the one that, yeah, like, really just felt the the full flames of this whole, like, you know, uh protest i think i don't know anything about animating and cartooning but it seems like because the setting of the last episode was in the city there's a lot of background Mm -hmm. there's a lot of destruction yeah all action you know what i'm saying this one was more controlled it's in the subway i guess it was a little easier for them to animate i have no idea maybe somebody in the comments i think whatever can come can elaborate on that if they have experience but that's i think the setting helps, and also I feel like the first ten ish minutes isn't like a ton of hardcore action like the last episode was. True, so they know, have more time. Like Nami, yeah, I feel like it might be easier to get that stuff out of the way. I have been seeing tweets unquote, that versus. it does it does seem like anime studios will cut corners when they can in order to buff the the good moments. Yeah. So if they weren't able to cut any corners on the last episode, they just had to 
put it out basically we, we definitely either way I, i'm yeah. glad you guys agree because i thought the same thing fight, too because i think alki was you yeah. after i watched the episode first alki texted me like how did you feel about the animation i was like honestly i didn't feel a, a drop off in quality if anything it felt better and i didn't notice it you know um yeah 18 felt fine to me i um if if you're talking about this cutting corners detail uh that's pretty cool because remember we were talking about the grasshopper fight and we were talking about how it was like the um the ghosting. What is the, the ghosting thank you well you know that's probably one example that they were like i'm gonna do this so that later on i can really so show some epic moments yeah i'm um, sure it just frees up effort i think mahito is really strong and his they're what is he they're transfigured humans right mm-hmm. when they're in the little form they're are they cursed wombs no, I think they're still like just transfigured. I think yeah. he just like carries like, he like has a, a lot of control. Yeah, he just meant yeah. yeah. Okay, well, um, like after seeing Gojo burn down fucking Tokyo, sorry, Jogo burned down Tokyo. Like, don't you think that how strong, who's yeah. stronger is my question. Right, like, are you saying like could is huge at like that Jogo point is. where he could have? It feels like right now Jogo oh, is. That's what I'm saying. In terms and, of the cursed spirits, yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm surprised that uh mahito is like the villain of the arc but again that probably goes into what you're saying in terms of just jogo's power is legitimately destruction like magma is gonna whereas mahito's ability is more count like it's it's a smaller scale power that only affects you know human and it is it is a little more yeah it's it's more intricate but and it's personal it's it's yuji it's it's right pretty much an exact mirror on yuji's principles his ideas about how he should live his life and mahito flies in the face of literally everything that yuji wants to be mm-hmm. wow that's pretty cool so. that you mentioned i was about to say kyle on the same other side of that same coin it also parallels his development both of them are kind of new right mm-hmm. mahito's a mm-hmm. little child and yuji's brand new to all of this this whole world and they're both kind of like like um i can't <laughs> move my mic out of my mouth they they they're they're <laughs> they're coming to a point together you know they're mm-hmm. they're reaching the same they're climbing the mountain on opposite sides and they're going to yeah. reach the top and then somebody's going to come out on top i mean it's very true it's I pretty mean, cool it's very it's i like that that's what i kind of liked about my hero as well i mean that was one of the good things about my hero too is that you know we have our main character and then we have our main villain who they're two sides of the same coin it's they're just they're the same, but they're different. You know, it's just yeah. same, 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 but same, different. But different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that an inside uh, joke from other no, pods? The the game? What the is interview? It? The interview? The, the interview, movie yeah. with? Jeff oh Frank. yeah, he gets off the plan. Is like same, <laughs> same, 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 but different. But different. <laughs> um, I wanted to. Uh, I was thinking that Mahito would definitely get smoked by Jogo until, and I'm jumping a little, but until you realize he made a clone of himself, like, that's pretty yeah, freaking... That was, I forgot about that. That's that is, pretty fucking nuts. Like, like that's are you really ever sure intense. we're gonna ever be done with this guy, you know? Like, Yuji could come out saying. of this fight and just be like, ah, I won. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, there's Mahito walking down the street. Because <laughs> not only was he able to make a clone, it seems like this one single clone is stronger than all of Naruto's clones. Yeah, like, I think... When like, I, in terms of, like, um, co how coherent he is and um yeah his ability to his his power because he's like working well he's not working yuji but it's like very good fight he's kind of working him Mm -hmm. and it's 
I guess you got to assume 50% of his uh, yeah, I, I, power. They haven't right? talked about if him cloning himself. Yeah, it's hard to know. His power. I, I feel like it shouldn't because his sure. power is just like, again, it's power, just it touching. is about manipulating the soul. Yeah, so uh, how do you dial that back by 50%? You know, that's not really a thing. Well, he's but, splitting it, but... I guess, but either way, one thing I also want to say here is just seeing Mahito's powers develop over the, the courses of all the fights that we've seen has just been such a joy to watch. I mean, going back to when he is getting his ass kicked by Yuji and Nanami and he's not really do he's not really being that creative with his powers to him you know becoming a rabbit or whatever the fuck it was in that fight against yeah. um yeah, he flew he the Mekamaru. bird and the fish and the squirrel yeah and, and then shit. now we're also seeing how so not only are those a little bit more defensive maybe and evasive like we're getting the offensive capabilities here where he can literally turn his hand into a gun that just that fires sick. things yeah it's just he's so cool and then the moment that for me I'm realizing now that Yuji has moved up a tier in combat strength is when him and Mahito just like blow up the worm and they just like walk out it, look at each other. I'm like, okay, Yuji's definitely moved up to to a higher <laughs> tier now. Like he's not a I don't consider him a rookie anymore. Like this is his uh, he's a full fledged jujitsu sorcerer right now. Yeah, the only thing he's really lacking is battle experience. experience. Yeah, you know, I think this is going to be, and this will be huge for him. That's what caught that. their eye from the beginning. Yeah. He also, he, I mean, I guess depending on when you, when you want to call it like a weakness, he doesn't really have like that killer instinct. Yuji, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the killer, with the uh, experience, you know? That's true. He's, um, I mean, he, he's good in martial arts. That was one complaint I have about the adaptation from the manga to the anime is like in the scene where like the worms like reducing the space i, I get what they were going for that's just like not how it happens in the manga it's just like literally straight up they're just like all right we're fucking throwing hands right now and i just thought that like that it, it like the visuals of it i like the idea of like the restricting their space so they have no choice but to like clash in that like small hallway but I just, I don't know, I thought in the manga it looks way cooler, like, just in the light, like, they were literally just fucking throwing hands mm -hmm. right. without this, like, extra need to, like, you know, darken the whole scenery and all that kind of stuff. And he has, like, the blades I, coming through the, the walls. Yeah, yeah, like, all that yeah. stuff. It was just, like, I don't know, Yuji just literally, and they, awesome when they describe it, too, because they're, like, narrating what Yuji's thinking and, like, the technique he uses with, like, when he gets low, like, the knee drop, the shoulder drop, the hit drop, and then he fucking comes up with the kick like it just looked really cool in the in the manga the panels mm -hmm. look sick so i was like it was a pretty dope fight in the manga yeah personally i was a little disappointed but then they flip it on the other side of like the elevator shit and that, like, was... that doesn't yeah like that doesn't happen in the manga so oh i that figured stuff, that I yeah that it looks fucking there. really cool it was funny that, that the elevator opens and Yuji's just like, all right, let me just hop in here. This must be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he works yeah, it that, in his favor, obviously, but yeah, I'm like, this has got to cool. be the least safe place for you to possibly cool. be. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite true, like my favorite human transformation we've seen is when he makes that guy into the sword and his, oh, head, that was, his head is just like the hill. I thought that was just like, he's like, I and mean, he's literally saying to Yuji, like, you're not fucking, you don't have a good enough imagination, baby. <laughs> oh, that was... He is so fucked up, man. He is yeah. so fucked up. Like, but when that was he get so, so far ahead of Yuji to be able to go inside the body of those two bystanders? He runs, he runs around the corner and Yuji's chasing him. Well, I guess in is, that but he could probably shrink himself down to like a fucking well, ant. No, well, I was thinking that, but then I'm also yeah. thinking that what like those could have also technically been like already transfigured True. humans that he re-transfigured to look normal. 
Yeah, his power is broken. So did they elaborate? He can go. He can turn him back. Probably. I mean, if he can shape him to however he wants them to look, why would he not have the ability to shape him back? I remember a, a certain yeah. like aspect of it was it's kind of like you know elasticity and metal. Sure. Like if you bend something too far, like it'll it can return, but it'll be messed up. Different. Yeah, um, same that, same but different. That actually is. <laughs> I think that rings a that bell. Right, does ring a little bit of. Well, a bell. even if it wasn't, that would make sense. Spoken, even if that hasn't uh, been spoken on i don't know if um maybe our girl uh it's something that you can infer i think yeah our girl can help us out has she been commenting more not recently but it's I mean, every episode we just haven't dropped an episode in two weeks yeah it's been yeah where you at weeks <laughs> she'll look it up she knows um yeah I, the last part for me is just moving on to this the quick uh nobra stuff if we want to just leave the the ug in the rear of your mirror any final comments on that uh nothing yeah yeah I mean, obviously there's more to come in that fight so we'll just have to wait and see and then just no just very quickly i guess this is just obviously a setup for as they say at the end this is kind of part of mahito's plan where he's like all right i'll use her to kind of crush yuji's soul because he knows that yuji obviously can't it's very difficult for him to watch people die even strangers let alone this person that is close to him and she balls out a little bit in this scene too. And I love how she says, like, I need to fucking do something in this arc, basically. It's kind of like almost breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> which I thought was fun. I am so worried right now. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I, I, I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but the fact that he's like, I'm going to bring this girl to Yuji to like really show him despair, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. And I'm yeah. so now I'm like completely worried because Mojito is one that definitely follows through with his promises yeah. and I just I'm he just uh, ruined uh, Nami in front of him and Obviously, somehow that wasn't enough for him. He's got to bring Nova into it now. I'm worried. I, I, I'll predict that she doesn't die, but it's not going to be pretty. I don't think what's about to happen. Some of the best portrayals of like true chaos and evil, I think, in any anime, man. I mean, mm -hmm. just like pure menace, menacing attitude yeah, destruction, and destruction yeah, just, like yeah, whimsy at, at committing like massacres. murder is not a big <laughs> yeah. deal like azen was yeah. pretty fucked up but he wasn't i, I don't know like i could hate, never see azen doing this kind I of shit i hate to keep comparing it to my hero but it does remind me of shigaraki, shigaraki a little bit yeah like i always thought shigaraki was a great villain it's just like you're saying, like it's just getting a little corny where it's at. But Shigaraki, I had always loved as a villain person. I'm actually very behind in my hero right now, so I, I can't talk accurate shit. I'm also, I'm also, <laughs> you, at least, you at least know the arc of Shigaraki. Like, you yeah, know him. True, true. I love and he was a good embodiment qualifier. of evil and like the antithesis of All Might. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. I, I'm with you. I, um, but this is Shigaraki's fleshed out. Like, Shigaraki is evil, but. You you find out a lot about him and why he's like this, like like Sukuna, Jogo, fucking Mahito. They just are embodiments of yeah, fucking just, evil. Yeah, it's and in just their nature. Wanna, it's in their exactly. It's in their nature. It's like normal to them. It's just so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But shout out to Nobra. I thought the the opening move with the fight was well done with the sign and the hairpin and the. If it was against anyone else, it would have worked. But obviously, Mahito doesn't really have a like a brain per se so in we the got, same way that normal people do so what do we got six left oh what a question yeah 
I no. think it's. I think yeah. season one was twenty four. I'm assuming yeah. this one's twenty four. Yeah, we'll Red eighteen. It's crazy. The ending is going to be insane. The ending is going to be insane. It's been flying by, honestly. I feel yeah. like I've been. Dude, dude, this. I was just looking at the list. With us started in July. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's been, been recorded it's been since 18, July. It's been eighteen weeks, and it does not yeah. feel like eighteen weeks. That's crazy. Dude. Pretty and, crazy. I mean, this it's only going to get crazier. It's, it's like football Sundays, man. It's just like I, every Thursday I have something to look forward to for at least twenty four weeks now. I mean, it's going to suck when it's over, but we'll have something now, else to replace it with. We obviously hyped up. The Shibuya arc, have, do you think it's been oh no expectations? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, sometimes like hyping up an arc can take away a little bit from it, but I don't think it was gassed up enough. This arc's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. Mark Phillips tweeted like a couple weeks ago, he's like, How do they just keep making banger after banger yeah, after I, banger? <laughs> like, it's literally banger. The manga's that way yeah. too. It's the manga's insane. that way. That's why it's like a home run every fucking yeah. chapter. And like this and, arc ends, and it's like we're just you're thrown right back into another one. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't even catch my breath. It's pretty cool in that respect. I struggle with binge reading. Well, I don't struggle with the act of it. I struggle that I read through shit so fucking fast that it doesn't retain. Like, I don't retain it um, unless I'm like in it. Uh, Anyway, so I've I've been enjoying the watching and the same thing with Attack on Titan. Like, it's just fun to relive things almost like the first time, but not exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, where the manga's at right now, I won't say anymore. But I'm Jesus. a little behind. I was just about Age to say, I'm, Christ, I'm in, I'm in like five. I'm like <laughs> five. I'm probably like ten behind. It's, it's, it's gonna. I know what's going world. on though. It's, yeah. it's fucking crazy. If whenever this gets animated, <laughs> yeah, they better not. Good. They better be giving good deadlines. All I go can to, say yeah. about it. Go to go to UFO table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They better Send be treating their animators right when it gets to that. Because, all right, so that's gonna do it episodes 17 and 18 thunderclap part two right and wrong we'll be back in two weeks we're gonna stick with this two episodes per episode style that'll be right and wrong part two which is episode 19 and then whatever the hell they call episode 20 we'll be covering that one as well so if you like what you heard you made it this far one we appreciate you two we love you three uh subscribing if you haven't is the best way to support us for sure and then just visiting our website, bingetowntv.com. That's going to give you the easiest way to look at everything we've ever done. So we've covered, Jimmy says 100 plus shows. I trust him. It doesn't sound like a real number, but he <laughs> says it, so I say it. And it's just a little drop down menu and it shows you all the shows we've covered. It's literally, it's insane. We're doing right now what Invincible we talked about off pod is in like a little bit of a mid-season break, right? Yes, won't be returning we, until 2024, but we'll be there. So since the last episode, there's no episode? The Thanksgiving episode was the last one? Mm. Oh, okay. And they we haven't covered, even given a specific date yet for oh, when wow. it's going to come okay. back. We'll be Let's covering ask. the first half of that season. So if you're watching that, go check out those episodes. Uh, Murder at the End of the World is on FX, I believe. And it's on a streaming service as well that I don't know off the top Hulu. of my head. Potentially Hulu. There you go. So if you're watching that, we're covering that. And then Beacon 23 by the, uh, the genius mind that created Silo, Hugh Howie. And we're covering that show, too. That's on Amazon Prime. You can watch that. MGM Plus as well. And yeah, that's what we're working on right now. We got more to come. And if you like what you heard, just stick with us because we're going to keep pumping out content like we have been for the past three plus years. For the final time of this episode, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 